but the power of reframing can be really significant. You have the choice each time you're faced with a problem or a challenge as seeing it as a positive thing, something that helps us grow. And we've already talked about seeing problems as life, but actually you can also look at them as a worthy challenger. This is something that's worked a lot for Kenji and I is thinking a problem as a problem as a worthy challenger, especially when it's a new problem and we haven't been challenged for a long time. It can be kind of fun to frame it as something like a worthy challenger that all of a sudden is coming up and we haven't seen one for quite sometime. Another way to look at a problem is look at it as a gift. And so that makes you want to look forward to having problems and not actually kind of be scared or fearful of them. Well, also the gift is that you know that eventually as you after you get through it, that it's going to reward you in some way. And it's usually that increase in threshold of control or your ability to do so much more than you, you could before that happened. Are you looking for opportunities to invest in passive real estate syndications? Join our exclusive community at FastFire Capital, where we're dedicated to bringing doctors and other high-income earners priority access to the best opportunities to invest in large multifamily and other types of commercial properties. Not only that, by being part of the community, you'll get exclusive access to webinars and Q&As, where you'll be able to raise your passive investing IQ. To join our community, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash syndication. Again, that address is semiretiredmd.com forward slash syndication. Have you ever dreamed of owning a vacation home? What if it could double as an investment property that makes you money and helps you save on taxes? Our new course, Accelerating Wealth, Short-Term Rental Blueprint, will teach you how to purchase and set up your short-term rental the right way. Learn more about the course at semiretiredmd.com slash str hyphen course. When you daydream about your future, I'll bet it doesn't include you still working into your 60s and 70s. But unless you're actively taking steps to break the cycle of trading time for money, that's the future most of us face. Ignite Your Journey will lay out a roadmap to show you how to finally break that cycle and achieve true financial freedom. And it will show you how to do it in just three to five years, rather than the 20 or so it takes for traditional investments or saving in your retirement accounts. For more information, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash IYJ. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, the place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Welcome to another episode of the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast. Kenji and I are so excited to have you here today. We are going to be talking about how to overcome challenges with ease as an entrepreneur and an investor. We're really excited to share this information with you. It's actually based on a presentation we recently did, and we thought, oh, this is such useful information. We've got to bring it to our listeners on our podcast. So we will dive right in and hope you enjoy it. Okay, well, here we are, overcoming challenges with ease as an entrepreneur and investor. So we wanted to start out with a question. For those of you who own a business or maybe you're an active investor owning your own real estate properties, have you encountered a major challenge or problem in your business in the last 12 months? And when we reflect on this, yes, we've we've encountered so many different challenges over the last 12 months. That's actually the norm. And so that's why we brought this question to you. 
So most of you, when you, if you answered that question honestly, realize that when you're running a business or you're an active investor, you're going to run into lots of challenges along the journey. And the question is, how do you handle those with ease instead of struggling and suffering? And again, like I mentioned earlier, this is something that it took Kenji and I a long time to figure out, something we've really started to master in the last few years. It's not something we always do with 100% uh, success rate, but we have gotten better and better. So we really wanted to share this information with you because it's made our lives so much more enjoyable to be able to handle, handle challenges with ease. Yeah, and I think it's really the norm that a lot of people struggle and they also suffer. And just imagine if you're going to be an investor or a business owner and your experience every day is going to be struggling and suffering. I mean, who'd want to go down that path, right? So this is why this is such an important topic, because instead of struggling and suffering, we want to ensure that you guys go through this with ease. Okay, so here's what we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about the problem with having problems. We're going to talk about the situation of what if there were no problems? We're going to talk about psychology versus strategy for dealing with problems and challenges. We'll be talking about the power of reframing. We'll talk about how to increase your threshold of control. And then we're going to give you our strategy to successfully handle challenges with ease. So we wanted to start out to discussing what's the problem with having problems. So when you look at the definition of problem in the Oxford Dictionary, the definition is a matter or situation that's considered unwelcome or harmful and needing to be dealt with and overcome. And we highlighted unwelcome and harmful, but we could have also highlighted dealt with and be and overcome because really the idea here is that there's a negative spin on problems and that they have to be dealt with. They need to be changed. They can't stay the way that they are. And the thing we wanted to emphasize is the language you use really matters. Because if you use language like unwelcome or harmful, something really negative, it puts you in a place of fear. And the problem there is that when you are fearful, you're going to become less resourceful and it also lowers your energy. And you need energy to solve problems. Just imagine this picture of somebody who is really fearful, curled up into a ball, not taking a lot of action, having low energy, a person like this is unlikely to solve a big problem or a big challenge is, is, is a better way to term it. So again, the language you use matters and because it does put you in that fearful state. And so changing your language can get you out of that fearful state. So we wanted to bring in the idea of what would life be like if there were no problems? If everything were really easy, everything went exactly the way you wanted every single time, what would happen then? Well, would you get bored? You probably would um, if you had nothing, no challenges and you could predict exactly what was gonna happen and anything you tried was gonna be successful. And then the other problem would be, how would you grow? right? How would you be able to change over time? Or would you just stay static? Would you not do anything new? Would you be the same person year after year because you had no challenges or problems to be able to help push you to get uncomfortable and then to grow as a result? Also, if there were no problems, how much self-confidence would you have? One of the things we found is that when we take on difficult problems, we actually become more confident because we know that any anything that comes along along the way that is similar to what we've already dealt with, we can handle. So what if you reframed problems? What if you said problems are a sign of life? And there's this really great quote, very famous one by Norman Vincent Peale, that is, there's only one group of people who do not have problems and they are all dead. 
Problems are a sign of life. So the more problems you have, the more alive you are. And what if this was the way you lived life, that the more problems you had, the more alive you were, you took that as a sign of that and problems were no longer a negative thing. So what we've found over time is that 80% of overcoming challenges with ease is actually managing your psychology. And that's what we've been talking about here is how do you manage your psychology around having problems or having challenges and how do you come out of it and be able to do it, get through a situation with a lot of ease instead of suffering. I wanted to introduce this tool to you, which is a really useful way to think about problems or challenges. And we got this from uh, learning from Tony Robbins, and we found it so useful in our own lives and in teaching it that we wanted to bring it to you as well. So right now you have experience dealing with a limited number of problems. So maybe you've been investing in real estate for a couple of years, you have a couple of properties, and you've dealt with a number of problems within your sphere of control, and you suddenly have a problem that kind of pops up that's completely new to you. You don't even know where to start. Well, that's a problem that's outside of your current threshold of control. Now that problem you can do a couple things with. You can grow and you can learn how to deal with it and deal with it right away, or you can ignore it. And most of the time people tend to ignore problems that are outside of their threshold of control. And what will happen is all of a sudden a couple more problems outside of their threshold of control will pop up. And now they're in a situation that they have a number of problems that they actually have to deal with it. They can no longer ignore it. And they're actually gonna get to the point where they have to grow. And so each time you deal with a problem outside of your comfort zone, which is also called your threshold of control, what you end up doing is you increase that threshold of control and you now have increased capacity, confidence, and you start to build momentum because you're learning, you're pushing yourself, you're growing. And in our opinion, life is really about continuing to increase your threshold of control. Then you'll see, we'll introduce a quote towards the end of this presentation that really captures that and kind of puts it all together. So it's a great place to kind of end this presentation. You know, another way to think about this is, you know, when you think about somebody who is a seasoned investor or a seasoned business owner, you know, they can accomplish so much more than someone who's just beginning. And the reason is, is that they've constantly been increasing their threshold of control. They've dealt with numerous problems. And so now they are the type of person who can go out and handle all different challenges that come their way. They're not worried because they have this huge threshold of control so they can deal with any type of problem that comes their way. And as a real estate investor or a business owner, the key is you're going to continue to push your threshold of control, grow it over time. Um, and you may actually use mentors or community members to help increase that threshold of control as resources. So we talked about this already a little bit, but the power of reframing can be really significant. You have the choice each time you're faced with a problem or a challenge as seeing it as a positive thing, something that helps us grow. And we've already talked about seeing problems as life, but actually you can also look at them as a worthy challenger. This is something that's worked a lot for Kenji and I is thinking a problem as a problem as a worthy challenger, especially when it's a new problem and we haven't been challenged for a long time. It can be kind of fun to frame it as something like a worthy challenger that all of a sudden is coming up and we haven't seen one for quite some time. Another way to look at a problem is look at it as a gift. And so that makes you want to look forward to having problems and not actually kind of be scared or fearful of them. Well, also the gift is that you know that eventually as you after you get through it, that it's going to reward you in some way. And it's usually that increase in threshold of control or your ability to do so much more than you, you could before that happened. Now, if you appreciated the opportunity that problems bring, the question is, 
how much should you suffer when you encounter a new problem? And we would imagine you would encounter significantly less suffering. And also, how much energy would you have to tackle solving that situation versus wasting it on fighting with reality, which is what we see a lot of people do. They sit there and fight and sit in that problem as opposed to starting to solve it and figure out how to get through it. So we wanted to give you a real life example to talk about how we reframe problems. So Kenji and I actually had a property that was supposed to close at the end of the year one year. And the day that it was supposed to close, the seller showed up and said he wouldn't sign the paperwork. And in fact, it wasn't going to close until the following year. And this was gonna be a huge problem for us, especially with the tax bill. And what we were able to do is reframe that problem as life happening for us. And so we said, this is life happening for us. We just can't quite see how it is right now. And we immediately pivoted towards solutions. One of those solutions was, of course, going and getting a lawyer. But the other solution was making sure that we created as many charges that year as possible. So we went and prepaid things on our credit cards so we could have as many losses because we were now seeing that we weren't going to have that depreciation come from that property. And as it turned out, four months later, we closed on the property and we ended up benefiting we actually did better than we would, would have if this didn't happen. So it was life happening for us. And I can't tell you how frequently we use that statement to help us get through times where normally previously we would have really suffered. And now we're just able to move through, go to solutions and fix it. And most of the time, really, it truly is life happening for us. And it works out better than we could have ever imagined. So we love this quote by Jim Rohn. Kenji's a huge Jim Rohn fan. Um, Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills, and don't wish for less challenge, wish for more wisdom. And we would change it a little bit. We would say, take out the word wish, right? Mm -hmm. Become better, right? You can, you can change wish for more skills to get more skills, you know, get more wisdom. All of those things are available to you. It's just a choice and you can go out and, and get those things. And it's not sitting around wishing. That's a little bit passive for us. This episode is brought to you by Tyler Curley of Path Insurance Solutions. Tyler is who we go to for all of our insurance needs. We first started working with Tyler when we bought our first investment properties. And since then, he has not only helped insure all of our investment properties, he's also helped us with our personal insurance needs as well. Tyler's an invaluable member of our team for our investment properties because he's so knowledgeable and he also finds you the best policies without breaking the bank. So the next time you need insurance, be sure to reach out to Tyler at tyler at pathins.com. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Movement Mortgage. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. We've been working with Dan and his team for over eight years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close the deal. Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at srmd at movement.com to get a free consultation and also let him know that you're part of the semi-retired MD community to get an exclusive discount on your next loan. Now back to the episode. 
So there is really one thing that you can have certainty in if you choose to, and that is the fact that you're resourceful. So we all have this need for certainty, and a lot of us think that certainty comes from external factors, like things going our way or things being controlled exactly how we think they should be. But that's not where actually a lot of certainty could come from, because you can't control the external. You can't even control your spouse. Like, how are you going to control the external world? So you have to have certainty come from within because you actually have control over yourself. And so when you are dealing with a problem or a challenge and you start to feel that uncertainty, that's when you actually can go within and start to create it even before you have the results. So one of the keys is even before you have the results. Some of you may have heard us talk about how when we started out investing in real estate, I started around going around even in the hospital and telling people I was becoming a real estate baron. And what I was doing, and I didn't realize it at the time, was I was creating that inner certainty. I had the vision. I took the identity that I was becoming a real estate baron. And I walked around with a lot of certainty, even before we had properties, before we had built a portfolio. I was telling people that. And that affected how I showed up. And I actually went and um, and and had a whole discussion with the property managers about how we were building a portfolio and started negotiating with them right off the bat, even without the results to show that. And so you can might be wondering, like, how could I have that inner certainty? How could I just go around telling people that if I didn't, if I hadn't proved anything, if I didn't have results. Well, that's because results and certainty are actually separate processes. So we wanted to show you this graph over on the side. And so if you're watching this on YouTube, you're able to see that. If you're listening to the podcast, go check it out on YouTube. We'll put the link in the show notes below. But basically what it shows you is we all have unlimited potential but we can go to action, we can go to results, and then we can go for certainty and belief, which is how most people think it works. But you could actually start with certainty and belief first, which then increases your potential, which leads to different actions, which leads to different results. And so you can create inner certainty even before you have results on the external world by just deciding. So the question is, what if you believed you were resourceful and could figure anything out no matter what? And the question is, how would you carry yourself when facing new challenges? And the fact is, you can just decide that anytime. This is totally something you can decide today. I'm resourceful. I can figure anything out. I can go get the right people and resources to be able to get through any situation. And you can imagine if you had that belief, how much more ease you would have in dealing with anything that comes your way. Now, I just hinted at this as well, which is the idea of who, not how. A lot of times we think that we have to do everything alone. And so part of our struggle is we feel alone. We feel like we don't have anyone around us. We feel like we have to figure things out and go through the challenge or problem alone. But that's actually not the case. You don't have to overcome challenges alone. You actually have tons of resources around you. And part of being resourceful is knowing that you can go out and you can find the right people to help advise you or help who have been in those situations before to help you along your path. And especially if you have a community like our community, where we have all these experienced real estate investors, many of whom are physicians, high income earners, they, a lot of them have been through your situation. A lot of them had smaller thresholds of control a year or two ago, and now have much greater ones. And they're used to feeling that discomfort that comes from growing. And either they've been in your situation before, or they already have gotten through so many situations like that, that they have that belief belief that they in their resourcefulness and their ability to figure it out. Yeah, I think one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, if you 
take on small challenges, if you're just incrementally growing, then, you know, those are the people that I think tend to figure things out and they just do it themselves. But if you take on a really big challenge, I think one thing you'll realize is that, and one thing we realize is that you actually need to get help from a number of different people, a uh, number of different who's. Uh, and uh, and so when you do take on that really big challenge, you really expand that threshold of control. What you'll find is who not how is so true. Um, if it's a smaller challenge and you're incrementally growing, then you know maybe you can figure it out yourself. Now, we mentioned earlier that 80% of your success is going to be psychology. Well, it's not only your psychology, it's actually the psychology of the people around you and your community. If you're surrounded with people who raise your standards, who aren't suffering, who are saying they're resourceful, that's actually going to set the standard for you. It's going to inspire you and it's going to show you what's possible, but it's also going to set the standard of, of what you should show up like. And so that really helps you if you go in that right community, your psychology will be better. You'll be able to pivot faster. You'll be able to reframe things because people will help remind you to reframe. And you're going to increase that threshold of control much, much faster, not only having their expertise, but also their example of how they're working on their psychology. So we wanted to leave you with this final thought. What if the goal was not to have not to not have problems, but to have better quality problems over time? And this comes from Keith Cunningham, um, one of our mentors and the original Rich Dad. And he says this to us a lot in the mastermind I've been in for several years. He says the goal is to have better quality problems. And so this really aligns with that idea that problems are a sign of life. And so you want to continue having problems. But what if your goal was to progress those quality of problems over time instead of struggling? to say, hey, how can I make 10,000 in cash flow? What if your problem next year was, how do I make a million dollars in cash flow, right? That's a much better quality problem. And so when you have problems, you learn from them, you grow from them. The idea is over time, you will get better quality problems and bigger issues to, cha to challenge you because you've grown so much. Um, as long as you continue to push yourself, surround yourself with the right people, this is just part of your journey. And uh, and again, the goal is to have better quality problems over time. Yeah, I think a good example of this is that if you're passive and you are just waiting for problems to happen to you, you know, that, was, that would be a lower quality problem. A higher quality problem is when you challenge yourself and you say, hey, I'm going to set a big goal. And then you've actually created a big problem for yourself that you have to solve. And like I said earlier, the bigger the problem, you know, the, the more likely you're going to have to go out and get some help from people. You're going to have to surround yourself with amazing people. I think that's another way to think of this is how do you create those better quality problems is to challenge yourself. And hopefully those of you who have been joining us on YouTube and aren't listening in the car right this moment have really enjoyed these pictures of Kenji and his mountain climbing and all the challenges he's faced through that process and how it's also helped him grow. So just an, another example, a real life example of how problems help you grow. Finally, we wanted to end with our five-step strategy for handling challenges with ease. And we created this when we sat down and we thought, you know, how do we get through these situations now um, after so many years? And how do we move through them so quickly? And how do we end up seeing problems as situations to grow? Well, number one, we realize that we often decide what we want ahead of time. We decide what our ideal outcome is when we're faced with a problem. And then once we know that ideal outcome, we go and we link it with emotion because that's going to pull us towards whatever ideal outcome we want because we have that emotional charge to it. 
I think a good real estate example here would be setting a cash flow goal and not setting a small one, one you think is achievable, but putting out a, a, a large cash flow goal, something that even scares you. And that that's an example of creating a, a big problem for yourself, a big challenge. Um, and then also linking it to why you want that. What the, What is that going to do for you? How is that going to change your life? That's that linking to emotion. And this is so, so important because if you are... If you don't have that link to emotion, then it's going to be there's not going to be as much reason whenever you when you whenever you encounter a significant challenge, you're going to want to give up. And so linking it to that emotion is going to really get you through and pull you up that mountain as opposed to you having to push something up a mountain. And I think this is also important, not with just setting challenges yourself, but when you're faced with a challenge that, you know, you didn't create it, just it it came to you. Um, one of the things people often do is they just respond and they fight, fight the fire. Right. But they don't never step back and say, what do I really want out of this outcome? Because if you do that, you have that goal of where you're going. You have that vision of where you're going. You're going to be much more likely to get there. So instead of just responding, if you can take a couple of minutes, sit back and ask yourself out of this situation, if this were life happening for me, what would be a really great outcome? And how can I make that happen? So you want to remind yourself during this time, and this will help you step back for a couple minutes, that your pro this problem is a gift. This truly is life happening for you. It's here to help you grow. If you didn't have this problem, you'd be bored. You'd never grow. You'd stay the same forever. So, hey, bring it on. This is a chance to embrace that that challenge, embrace that problem. Instead of fighting it and spending your energy and just suffering through it, this is your chance to really make it into something good and get that ideal outcome. The next step is to pivot and come up with potential solutions. So to any problem or challenge, there's always at least one solution. And usually there's more like five or six potential ones. And so you want to identify all the potential solutions that you can. Tony Robbins, who we follow a lot, has this really great saying, which I'm going to have Kenji say because I always get it wrong. Yeah, what he says is that, you know, if you have one solution, then you have no options. If you have two solutions, then you have a dilemma. And it's only when you have three potential solutions that you finally have options. And so whenever we're faced with a, an issue, we try to give make ourselves have at least three or four or five solutions before we go to the point of trying to figure out which one's the best one. Yeah. And this is, again, where reframing is really important because if you use that language that's going to lower your energy, then you're not going to come up with as many great solutions. Um, it's only when you have that really great energy and you're looking at things as a worthy challenger, that's when you can start to really kind of get, you know, excited about, hey, this is this is cool. I, I get to challenge myself. This is, uh, you know, and, and you can really come up with those great potential solutions. So now that you've identified multiple potential solutions, you want to look at the pros and cons of each of them and see what, how they align with your ideal outcome and then choose your favorite, the one you think is best suited and go and start executing it. Step five is if that doesn't work, try something else and repeat as needed. And this allows for real life where as an entrepreneur, as an investor, you're going to try something, you're not going to succeed the first time. Well, you pivot, you do it again. And uh, in Tony Robbins world, we say, how, how often do you do that? Well, until you find the right answer. And so you may need to pivot multiple times. This is just part of being a business owner. And so you should expect it and celebrate it too and embrace it as well. Yeah, and that try something else is really important because in this step five, a lot of people, you know, if, that, if something doesn't work, what happens? They quit. 
right? And so that try something else means that you're never giving up. You're going to keep trying things until something works. Yeah. So there you go. Our five step strategy for dealing with challenges with ease. Well, hopefully you really got a lot of value out of learning how to overcome challenges with ease as an entrepreneur and real estate investor. We really put a lot of our real life learning into creating this uh, presentation and this podcast for you. And we're glad you joined us. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave us a five-star review and we will see you next time. Hey, Doctors Building Wealth. Did you hear that Kenji and I wrote a book called Life on Your Terms, which is a fable of two doctor couples, one who goes the traditional route, investing in their 401ks and working harder, and one that decides to invest in real estate. And what happens to those two couples over five years? Our book is now out and available for purchase. Be sure to go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash book to pick up a copy today. And write us a review because it's going to be so helpful to us to be able to get this book out into the larger community and be able to affect more change and impact more lives. And in case you didn't know, all the profits of our book go to our Doctors Legacy Building Foundation, which is all about helping underserved communities be able to get financial literacy. Thank you for all of your support. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.